know I'm so blessed this morning. We were singing and we were practicing the song this morning. And I, I thought about what God has done for me in my life. And if I was to sit here and tell you the story of my, of my life and how God has kept his hand on me, you'd be amazed. Because, but I know all of us have testimonies of what God has brought us through or brought us from. And we are a blessed people. We are a blessed people. I am so blessed and I'm so thankful for what God has done in my life. Oh, sing. 
over your life and think of all the times that God kept you and all the times that he drew you and be grateful today.
I'm so glad, God, that you are always there in the good times, in the bad times. Oh, God, come on, let's praise the Lord Jesus. Oh, God. God, you are so good to me, God. You are so good, God. You deserve my praise. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. You know, sometimes I feel, even myself, I just cannot praise him enough. Because when I think about just how good he has been to me, my God, my Lord, man, you know, praise God. It's, it's nobody like Jesus. It's nobody can, can, can do what he can do. Because even when I'm down, he picks me up. Oh, he, he keeps me when I can't keep myself. Oh, he provides for me. Hallelujah. Praise God. Come on, let's just give, let's take a minute and just, let's, come on, let's just, let's, let's just praise him. Because it's all about him. It's all about him. It has nothing to do with us. It's all about him. Amen. As we get ready to go before him this morning in prayer, I know that God wants to meet you just where you are. And God wants to provide your needs, and he will provide your needs. God wants us to have an abundant life. He said, you have not because you ask not. And so whatever your need is, I know God will provide that need. And as we go before him this morning, let's, let's pray for our pastors. Let's always lift up Pastor and Sister Rosa. Let's pray for them, their health, their strength. Let's pray that God would keep them safe. Pray that God would always keep them with fresh anointing and fresh vision. Let's also pray for our missionaries. Good to see Brother and Sister Tear. Let's pray for them and amen, the work that they're doing. And, and pray that God would bless them and provide all their needs. Let's remember all of our North American missionaries, global missionaries. Pray for them that God would keep them. Let's also pray for Brother and Sister Mitchell. Understand that they are sick. Let's pray that God would give them a touch this morning in their bodies. Also, Sister April LeBlunt today. Let's continue to pray for our nation. Amen. That God will bring revival to our nation. We need revival. We need God to move. Amen. We need God to touch hearts and minds of people in this country. How many of you need something from the Lord today? Amen. I, I know that as you raise your hand in faith, I believe that God is already working in your behalf. Won't you, let's go together. If you want to come to the altar, this altar is open for those that want to come down. Let's go before the Lord together and pray. Lord God, we're so grateful. We're so honored. We're so privileged to come into your presence this morning. And God, we thank you for your mercy, your love, your kindness. God, we thank you for the salvation that you provide, God. We thank you, Lord, for the healing that you provide, God. We thank you, God, for the deliverance that you provide. We thank you for the comfort that you bring to your people. And, and God, we look to you this morning, God. We look to the hills from which cometh our help. Because we know that our help comes from the Lord. Oh, God, we praise you this morning for our pastors, brother and sister Rosen. God, we want you to touch them and bless them and keep them. Oh, God, put angels around them to keep them in all of their ways. And, God, I pray for brother and sister Tear, and I pray, God, that you will bless them, keep them. And, God, bless the people in Slovakia and Soviet, God. Keep the saints, God, but the work that is going on. And, God, we thank you today, Lord, that you are a healer of every sickness and every disease. And we pray for Sister April LeBlunt, God, and, and sister, brother and sister Mitchell, God, that you will heal them today. And, God, we thank you for what you're doing in the lives of people. God, we pray for our nation. 
God, we pray for salvation, your spirit to be poured out, God. I pray, God, that people will come to the understanding that they need God. Lord, we just want you to move on us and move in this service. And God, let there be signs and let there be miracles and let there be wonders. And let people realize they need to be baptized and people need the Holy Ghost. God, we thank you for what you're going to do today. We give you praise and honor in Jesus' mighty name. Come on, give him some praise. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Now, now that we went to him in prayer, can we just make a shout of victory for what God is already doing? Come on, it's appropriate. Can we just shout to the Lord for all he is already accomplishing? The song says, even when I don't see him, I know he is working. Do I have just seven or eight folks that believe God is still working on my behalf? Praise God. Praise the Lord. We are so glad to be here on a Sunday morning. And you know what? My, made a, you make up in your mind that I'm going to leave this place, at least it's encouraged this morning. And you know what? You will. I'm going to leave this place inspired that I know God is still on the throne, and despite my shortcomings, my failures and disappointments, God is still working on my behalf. So can I get about 35 of you to believe that he still cares about you, he still loves you? Praise God, praise God, praise God. Praise the Lord. We honor you for being here this morning. We honor all of our guests being here on behalf of our pastors, Rick and Alexa Olson, we are so glad that you are here. Can we give all of our guests a round of applause? Thank you so much for being here this morning. We would love for an opportunity to spend a little bit of time uh, meeting with you and fellowshipping with you, so don't be in a rush uh, to leave. You know what? If you're sitting close to someone you haven't met before, can we just take about 15 seconds and reach over and just thank them for being here and maybe introduce yourself? No, yeah, yeah. And if you already know him, why don't you just be kind to him this morning? You sure looking good this morning, brother. It's sure good to see you, my sister. Praise the Lord. If we're going to be here, we might as well enjoy ourselves and thank the Lord and honor him for this opportunity. Praise the Lord. I do have a few announcements uh, this morning, and I give greetings to uh, my Spanish uh, friends this morning, saludo in el nombre de Jesus. So glad that you are here this morning. Greeting in the name of the Lord. Uh, but Tuesday night, everyone say Tuesday night. We'll be having uh, focus prayer uh, here in this building at 7 o'clock. Uh, and our focus being on our Sunday school uh, department. So if you are a teacher, um, an aide, or have any dwellings with, uh, with our Sunday school, meaning you have kids involved in Sunday school, I encourage you. Uh, to come out this Tuesday and be a part of uh, this focus prayer for our Sunday school department. You know, it's a lot of things are happening with our young people, and we have to arm ourselves with the word, and we can get that through prayer. 
So I encourage you all to come out here on Tuesday night here in this building. We'll also be having International Bible Study in the Fred Olson uh, Center, which is the brick building uh, here on campus, which uh, is our Spanish, Portuguese, and English-speaking Bible study, and that's also at 7 o'clock um, on Tuesday. I want to also make mention to Ladies' Conference, which is this weekend. So if you haven't signed up for that, that's going to be down in Ocala. The dates are the 27th through the 29th, which is a Thursday uh, through Saturday. You're still able to register um, at the door for that if you haven't already uh, signed up. By show of hands for all the ladies who have already signed up and are already packed and ready to go. <laughs> they always have a, a great time uh, when they go, and I'm always nervous that my wife may not come back when she goes down there with all her buddies, and they always have a, a great time. Uh, but I encourage all you fellows to make sure your wives are, are signed up and uh, being a part of that. Uh, also, there's a ladies' seeds registration, which is out in the vestibule. Sister uh, Sonda Richards was out there if you'd like to sign up uh, for the ladies' tea. I believe the theme for that is, uh, this is my story. Um, and they always have a great time. That'll be here on campus, but you can get more information um, at the registration desk. And lastly, um, everyone say Revival. I didn't believe you. Can we say it one more time? Everybody say revival. revival. We were having revival here at the end of, or the beginning of the month, on May 3rd, 5th, and the 7th with Dr. Braden Anderson. So we will be passing out flyers. We will be inviting uh, folks to come here um, and join us for revival here at Church of Pentecost. I know that God wants to continue to baptize folks in Jesus' name and to fill people with the Holy Ghost during this revival so please be in constant prayer um, as that is coming right around the corner here with Dr. Anderson, and I encourage you all to be a part of that. If you agree with me, shout amen. Yeah. <laughs> Praise the Lord. That's all the announcements that I have this morning. If we can go ahead and have our ushers to make their way as we can take this morning's offering. Praise God. Praise the Lord. We do have one more week. If you haven't already passed or turned in your Save Our Children um, offering, I'm working on another tally. I should have that uh, for you this evening. Um, but our goal is $10,000. We're about uh, $4,000, $5,000 in. But if you haven't done so, um, God will continue to provide. And I appreciate your generosity and your sacrifice. Amen? Amen. The Bible says in Proverbs 3 and 9, to honor the Lord with thy substance. And with thy first fruits of all thine increase, so shall thy barns be filled with plenty, and thy presses shall burst out with new wine. So as we give this morning our tithes and our offering, we know that God will bless, God will provide, and this is our opportunity to give back for all of God's goodness that he has bestowed upon our lives. Hasn't God been good to you? So this morning, let's go before the Lord in prayer, shall we? Lord, this morning we thank you for your generosity. Thank you for your goodness. We know that everything that we have, Lord, is a gift from you. Your mercy, it overflows to us, Lord. And this morning, we, we wanted to show you our honor and our praise, Lord God, for all that you're doing in our lives. May our givings of our tithes and offerings be acceptable in your sight. In your precious and holy name, we pray. Can we put our hands together one more time and just honor him for his goodness? God bless.
Thank you, Jesus. Mercy reigns in this place, Lord. I'm so thankful. Lord, I'm so thankful, Lord. And, and looking back to the times of the paralytic when he was by the pools of Bethesda, he was waiting there for so long, so long for his miracle. He waited there for years and years and years, and there was other people that got miracles. There was other people that tried to act out in faith, but he couldn't even move towards the pool fast enough to be able to get his miracle. And sometimes we, we look inside of our lives, and I'm not moving fast enough for a miracle. I got, there's something that I'm not doing right. But he, but he had just had to wait for the moment where God had to step in. And he said, he said I'm, I'm here for you. I'm not here for anybody else inside this area. I, you think that you've been waiting for years and years and years, but you were just waiting on my timing. You were just waiting on my timing, and it, it doesn't even take the troubling of the waters. There's nothing for you here. There's nothing for you here. Pick up your bed and walk. Pick up your bed and walk. This is a miracle. I speak into your life. These are not just words, but we're speaking life and death inside our tongue, Lord. And right now, I choose to speak life. Hallelujah. Sing with me as we sing this song. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. You're so worthy, Lord. You're so worthy. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Lord. You're so worthy, Jesus. For anyone who's ever seen the mountain of their sins appear. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. alive and full of songs, victory songs, well then you'll understand the reason for the way the saints of God may carry on, hallelujah, when I shout, when I shout, no I'm shouting, from a heart that's been washed Oh, 
Jesus for what you've done. Thank you, God. Lord, you are so good, God. Lord, you are so good, Lord. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Amen. If you don't mind today, let's stand for the reading of the Word of God. Amen. It says in Isaiah 64 and 4, For since the beginning of the world... Men have not heard, nor perceived by the ear, neither hath the eye seen, O God, besides thee, what he hath prepared for him that waits for him. For a few moments this morning, I want to speak on this thought, if you only knew, if you only knew. You may be seated. I look at the world in which we live in, and it's pretty well uh, easily identified the fact that the people do not know. Mankind does not know what God has prepared for them. In fact, you know, uh, if we really had people had an understanding of that, you couldn't build a, a building big enough to house the people, and to be really honest, in fact, the whole world would be a church. Every city, state, nation, island, continent would be practicing the covenants of the Lord. I'd be out of a job, the police, the government would have no reason to exist. Amen. If they only knew. If they understood what it was that God had prepared for those of us that will follow or wait on him. You know, what would happen is here on this earth, it would be a paradise. Ah, the plan revealed. See, the more that you follow the plan, the more like heaven your life will be. Amen. We will not find paradise here on earth because that's not God's intention. But if we follow the plan, it will lead us to paradise. All the things that you hope for, all the things uh, that you uh, put all your, uh, your time and effort into, uh, all of those things uh, will happen if you simply follow what God wants you to follow the, and do the things that is His will in your life. If you only knew uh, how serving God and doing what His will uh, is concerned, where it will lead you, if you only knew. The truth of the matter is, there's a lot of people that just don't believe. In fact, I will tell you, there's people in this room right now that do not believe. Because I see how you live your life, what you do with your life. You don't really believe. You don't really understand that God is trying to get you through this life so that he can take you to eternity, the other life. 
That's what it's all about. Uh, you know, it says in 1 Corinthians 15 and 19, if in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are of all men most miserable. Now, what was Paul trying to say to the Corinthians here? What he was trying to tell you is, that, and what I've said many times, is this life is a testing ground. At its best, we wouldn't want to spend our eternity like we do here on earth. And so if our hope was only in living here, we would be miserable people. Because the purpose of this life is not for you to find paradise. I know you're looking for it. And you would like to have it. And you think that whatever plans you make uh, will get you there. But I, I'm telling you, uh, uh, I'm not fatalistic today. Uh, I'm just telling you this is the fact. This is a testing ground that is to take us to a new place. You're going to graduate one of these days if you pass the test. I think most of us have gone to school at some point in our life. Nobody likes test day. Amen? Nobody wants to find out what they know and where they've come to. And, and so no one likes all of, of that. And so we don't really like that even in our life here about being tested. But the plan is for God to give us the very best possible life while we're being, in te while we're being tested so that we will have eternity with the Lord. The tests that we come have in life bring us to a place where we understand where we're at and what we've learned. Now I remember back in the olden days, our teacher used to have a red pencil and she would mark or she would do either mark something out or zero it or, or something, she would let us know this wasn't right. This is something you got to go back over. This is something that you got to deal with. You know, not liking tests, I wonder why people don't pass more of them. Because I will tell you, if you don't pass the test, you're going to go back and take the test again. That's what's going to happen. You're going to take the tests again. And so it is because God is trying, his plan for you is for you to be graduated, to be able to be caught up in a moment, in a twinkling of an eye. That's his plan. And so a lot of times, I know myself, I have done this. I've gone through things and I think, man, uh, this is the way things need to go, and this is how I need to plan my life out, and 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 so I, I do it, and, and and it really doesn't work. And then I I think next time I say, well, I'll try that again because I, you know, maybe if I just work a little harder this time. And so we get all these elaborate plans about how that if we're going to do things and make it all work out best when we could just 
if we could just understand that God has things prepared for us, not only in eternity, but he has things planned for us here in this life. He wants every man, woman, and child to have the very best life that he can have on this earth. But the problem is we just don't know. We think somehow or another the way that we do things and the way that we put things, plan things out are the best way. And so we get in this vicious cycle of doing and coming back and just having to do, and, and, it, and it seems like we're going nowhere and maybe we're not going anywhere. Maybe we have to take the grade over. But God has a plan. See, testing helps you to find out what you have learned and what you haven't learned. Yes, it takes study and learning. But the more educated you become of God's plan, the better your life will be. You find out what to start doing and what to quit doing to have a better life and eternal life. You know, the Bible tells us this life is but a vapor. It is. You know how fast. You get older, you get older, you think, where did the time go? You have a children and you think, I was just pushing them in a stroller yesterday. And here they are taller than me. How'd we get here? Because that's the way life is. It just zips by. And your life is zipping by. Life can be hard or easier. You notice I didn't use the word easy. But you know, you think, well, that's discouraging. You can't have this nirvana and just a wonderful existence and no, that's not discouraging because I know that it's pointing me to the plan of God and what God wants for my life. And he has an eternity. If you've ever read anything about heaven, you want to be there. You want to go and whatever amount of effort and learning and, and testing and, and whatever it takes to get there will be worth what you have to deal with. And so it's not hard. Life in itself, your plan, it doesn't always go well. And it doesn't always make your life easier. You know, we think we get a certain plan going and this is going to really solve everything. And we find out it really doesn't solve everything. If you only understood God's plan for your life and Quit trying to make your plan and decide to yield to his plan. I've said many times that the Bible is the game book of life. You know, it's very straightforward because God is not the author of confusion. That's why it's not the ten suggestions. God's very straight. He, you know, you know, my mother 
and I have a tendency to, I got this from her. My mother, buddy, could spend hours on a subject that if she would just quit beating around the bush, you'd get the information a lot faster. Just get to the point. God just gets to the point. Because he doesn't want any confusion, any thought, well, maybe, uh, maybe this is the way, maybe this is not the way. He wants you to know and understand because he cares about your life. Uh, amen. And as our text says, uh, that we need to understand what he has prepared for us that wait on him. Luke 21 and 19, Jesus said, by your patience, possess your souls. It takes patience to wait on God. I don't know what's wrong with me. I'm getting older and I'm having more trouble with patience than I've ever had. Yeah, come on. I don't know why. I, I guess life's not going fast enough for me. But patience is something that we need to, to wait on God and know what uh, He wants to do. And, and, and He only is the one that knows when and where things should happen in our life. See, God's plan for your life is in His hands because He knows what's best. 2 Corinthians 5 and 7 says, For we walk by faith, not by sight. We do not like this verse of Scripture. We do not like it. I don't like it, you don't like it. Because we want to walk by sight. You know, why would... God make us walk with him by faith and not by sight. I want a five-year plan. That's what I want. You know, I want to see out there and what's going on. But what you may not understand today is God wants a relationship with us. He wants us to talk to him. And walk with him. So he doesn't tell you things ahead of time so you can forget him. He wants you day by day to be in contact with him. See, communication is one of the biggest problems in marriage. Sharing your day, your thoughts, your feelings, your successes, your failures, etc., it really creates intimacy, a closeness, a loving, and a caring for each other. And the reason that this works, uh, the same reason that this works in human relationship, it works uh, in our relationship with God. No wonder you're confused about your life is because you never talk to Him. You never really commune with him. You never really ask him about his opinion about things and, and how he feels uh, about what's going on in your life. Uh, you just keep working your life and just keep doing the things you think is right and, and, and how, and you wonder, why in the world isn't it getting any better? 
But God wants a relationship with us. We see this in the Bible in the very beginning with Adam and Eve when he walked with them in the cool of the day. We live in a more isolated world than we ever have. I, I, I will tell you, Sister Olson said this a while back, and I've said it, uh, you know, uh, pastoring has become trying to get antisocial people to be social. No, it is. I, I'm just telling you. What happens to a family that when everybody comes in the house, they go to their own room? They become dysfunctional. Nobody talks to each other. Nobody, you know, our kids and teenagers, you know when you get teenagers, they, they don't want to go with you everywhere. They don't want to be with you, you know, half the time. And Aaron used to say to me, I'd bring me something home to eat. No, I want you to go eat with me. Logan and Elizabeth, the same thing. We, I just, usually once a week at least, I make them. I say, you are going to go with us somewhere. We're going to sit down and eat together. And I'm going to tell you, the community, God never intended for man to be isolated. He never intended for that. In fact, he says in Genesis 2 and 18, And the Lord God said, It is not good that man should be alone. I will make him a helper comparable to him. I'm telling you, now I didn't mean, this is not my notes, but I'm just telling you, you come in here and you scatter out from here and you never talk to anybody in this church or never get with anybody in this church between uh, services or between Sundays. Uh, you're not having community. You're not doing what God intended. And no wonder your life is not any better than it is because you're not doing the things that God planned for your life. Your life was for you to have a family. Church is not just somewhere to show up. Church is supposed to be a family. But when everybody goes to the room or house and forgets everybody else between times, you will not have the plan, you know, have the life that God planned for you. Will not. Because God intended for us to be together. Hebrews 10, 24 and 25 says, And let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works. let's read that just think about that one consider one another in other words think about one another so that you can have love for one another and do good works for one another that's what it's saying then it says in the 21st not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as is the manner of some but exhorting one another and so much more as you see the day approaching Evidently, they were having problems with people back then not assembling themselves. It's, 
It's a real problem now, and COVID didn't help. Those of you that are a little older, you, you remember when people actually, neighbors talked to one another. Most of us don't even know our neighbors' names. Because the enemy of our soul and the plan of God would like for us all to be isolated. Why? You know why? So he'd be the only voice in your ear. That's why he wants you to be isolated. So that he can talk to you. And you don't really have anything to bounce that off of or any person to bounce that off of or any elder to speak into your life. That's what he really wants is for you to be isolated. But the plan of God is for us to have a family where we are coming together and, and that we are community. If you go back and read the second and third chapters of Acts, you, you, you'll read how they were together, they were eating together, they were, were communing with one another because that's what God intended. God's plan is for you and me to have daily relationships with him and each other. It's the way we were designed. And if we don't live the way we were designed, then we're going to have problems. Anything that is used in a way in which it wasn't designed will eventually break down. Anything. And God intended, that's his plan. I will tell you that there is nothing better than being with people that are, are of, the Bible says, like precious faith. People that you feel comfortable with. People that you are able to commune with. And, and that, as I've already read to you, are able to love and, and do good works. Them for you and, and you for them. You know, I was at Staples the other day, and I walked outside, and there was a table selling things to help prevent young people from committing suicide. In my brain, I don't know what took over my brain, but I stopped and looked at the man, and I said, I know how to stop that. He looked at me. I said, give them hope. Because when you have hope, you don't want to end your life. You want to do something with your life. About that time, another man walked up and was going to buy something, and I thought, well, that just saved me from a useless conversation. You know why? Because they think that money will solve the problem. I will tell you that money will not solve the problem. 
our government thinks if we just throw money at it, it'll just, it'll get better. You cannot solve a spiritual problem by man's means. I don't care what you do. I don't care if you, the whole world is behind the project. You cannot solve a spiritual problem with the things that men have been try to invent to solve the situation. So our world just keeps going around. Things get worse and worse, and they think that, well, we tried this last time. Let's try it again. God's plan is to solve the problems. And he can solve the problems if we will simply allow his plan to be in our lives. Second, 1 Corinthians 2 and 9 says this, But as it is written, I has not seen, nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of men the things which God has prepared for those who love him. Now this is the Apostle Paul writing to the Corinthians, quoting Isaiah 64 and 4. In other words, he used the word, the things that God has prepared for those who love him. See, if you love God, you will follow his plan and reap the wonderful things that he has prepared. You know, in the book of Luke, there's a story recorded of two men walking on the road to the village of Emmaus. And Jesus had been already crucified now, and, and these men were, had been discussing the things that had happened. And Jesus disguised himself and came alongside them and, and began to talk to them about the things that had happened and began to explain to them the scriptures about himself. And the Bible says that then Jesus vanished out of their sight. And then it's recorded here in the 32nd verse of the 24th chapter, and it says, And they said to one another, Did not our heart burn within us while he talked with us on the road, while he opened the scriptures to us? What a powerful experience these men had when Jesus was just one-on-one -on -one with them. Wasn't that something? And God's plan for each of us is to have those kinds of encounters with you. Yeah. Revelation 3 and 20 says, Jesus said, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and dine with him and he with This is God's plan, to have an intimate relationship as a close friend with us. Hebrews 13 and 5 says, Let 
your conduct be without covetousness. Be content with what things as you have, for he himself has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. That's what God's plan is for man's lives. He wants to be that one that is close to you. He wants to be that one that has a relationship with you. And of course, not for it to end in this life when we die, but to continue on in eternity with him in heaven. It says in Revelations 21 and 4, and God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There shall be no more death, nor sorrow, nor crying. There shall be no more pain, for the former things have passed away. That's God's plan. That's his plan. And if you want that plan to be part of your life, then you're going to have to have a relationship with him in this world so that he can help you get to what he described here in Revelation 21. I am a planner by nature. I love calendars. I didn't know that I liked calendars so much. I didn't understand all of that when I was younger. I love them to make plans. And I married somebody that's spontaneous. <laughs> but I like to have a plan. But long in my life, I have come to the realization and the understanding that my plans are of no value unless they fit into God's plans. When I just give up and let God have his way, things get a whole lot better. If the world only understood this, we could have 20 services on Sunday and it wouldn't be enough. Because that's God's plan for us. Let's stand. I don't know if you have an understanding about God's feelings for you and his design for you in your life. I don't know if you really understand how he looked at you in, in your life. But I am telling you, God has a plan for you if you will simply let his plan work in your life.
And I will tell you, his plan will always work. His plan will always be what is good for me. If you understood that, you'd say, God, forget all these plans I got. What's your plan? Forget all this stuff. You know, I've looked over my life and, 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 and I think of all the things that God has done and, and all the ways that he's worked in my life. I wouldn't trade what my life is for any other person's life. I don't expect this to be a perfect existence. So I'm not disappointed when it's not. But you know what I do expect? That no matter what goes on or what happens, that God's going to be there right with me. And the reason I know that he's there right with me is because I've opened the door and let him in. I've opened the door and said, okay, come on in. Let's eat. If he's still knocking on your door today, why don't you open the door? If he's still saying, let me in to your life, why don't you do that? And see the things that God has planned for you today. If this has touched you in any way today, I invite you to pray. If you felt the tug from God in any way today, I invite you to pray. If you're a guest here today and you'd like to come and pray with us in the front, amen, come and pray with us in the front today. Let's talk to God. Let's let God come into our lives. Let's have a relationship with Him today.